This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, and we're looking for some hot gossip here. Monoskin tickets on the line. You tell us some gossip about yourself. Whoever's gossip is the hottest, that person is going to get a pair of tickets to the show coming up this September. Karen, go ahead. You got something for us? (laughs) It's really quite funny, actually. You guys will really get a kick out of it. Okay, last year, unfortunately, my husband passed away. Sorry to hear that, yeah. And then a month later... My son's fiance passed away. Holy. Oh, boy. And he moved so in. So far, with uh, just so you know, so far we are not getting a kick out of this. Yeah, the There's, opposite. No. He moved in with me, like, because he was out west. They lived out west. They had a house. And he had to leave there and come back to London. So he moved in with me. Yep. And people were spreading rumors that it was my new boyfriend. That uh, you're a sugar mama. Yep. <laughs> well, that's very awkward. It's kind of a compliment. It's weird because it's your son, but it's kind my of a compliment. Son, you know, my son is, he's a husky guy. He's got a full beard, you know, so he probably looks a little bit older than what he really is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was just, I live in a building with a lot of elderly people and just people that just like to gossip. So, yeah. You're seeing the blinds so move every boyfriend. time you walk by the building. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on a second, I okay? It was priceless. Taz and Jim, who's this? It's Dan the PSW. And what up? Hot gossip, give it to us. In in my neighborhood, I'm sing- say I'm single. I have my own house, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. I have friends that uh, drop by all the time. You know, they stay for the weekend or whatever. Male friends, female friends. Sure. Well, some rumors started going around that I was actually, you know, the other uh, husbands in the neighborhood who I just say hi to on the street, were coming over to my house. Basically, I was the slut of the neighborhood. Oh, boy. <laughs> and and uh, it, for, a year, for a few years, it's like, you know, it's like uh, I had to make friends with the wives. Yeah, so they trust the few, you. So they trust me and go, oh, okay, she's not after my husband. I, but I still get looks from a few of my neighbors, the wives, going, eh. You know, what are they doing wrong? You know, step it up, wives. You know, even if I speak to their husband, I get the dirtiest look and it's like, I'm I'm cutting my grass. You know what? You might as well sleep with their husbands. If they're going to accuse you of it and live like you are, (laughs) just do it. Good advice, Jim. I'm like, who's that guy that comes on the weekend? It's like, oh, that's my buddy, David. Careful how you say that. (laughs) How many times? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ann. Taz and Jim, who's this? Hey, this is Brandon. How's it going? Brandon, hot gossip about yourself. Yeah, I got some hot gossip. Um, grew up in uh, one of the small towns in uh, the bracket of 64 there. Uh-huh. And, uh, was heading out to soccer practice with a buddy in mom's car. And as we were heading out of town, someone's little dog decided to run across the road. And unfortunately, as quick as my reaction was, Managed to hit uh, this little dog and oh. land on the brakes, and it, it kind of rolled out from underneath the car and carried on across the road. And looked to the guy next to me and thought, "All right, well, maybe it's okay. <laughs> maybe it didn't do anything to the dog." And uh, yeah, we carried on with our way and went to the soccer practice. Found out about a week later that my uh, one of my good friends' dogs passed away, 
and uh, happen to live in the area. So, oh boy, oh, dude. Pretty you, you know, I, I think today my, is National dog. Puppy Day. I don't think we can give you the tickets. <laughs> this is the most. So you, this is a secret you have kept in. You killed your friend's dog. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I killed my friend's dog. Oh my okay. god, dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you for calling, oh, but on oh National my. Puppy Day, we cannot reward On that. any day! <laughs> Honestly, I, I think behavior. I'd rather not know if my friend did... I have two dogs, and if my friend killed the dog, it's an accident. I don't know if I would want to know. Thanks for telling me that, because if it ever happens, <laughs> I will now keep that information from you, Jim. Oh, boy. Which story do you think was the hottest gossip? I, I, I think I gotta go with the first one. Karen and her son, <laughs> thinking that she's robbing the cradle. I think they deserve a night out to go to Monaskin, right? Yeah, Together, that, that keep the rumors going. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. What'd you have for breakfast today, Jim? Uh, uh, Tim Hortons coffee. That's it. No food. No food. You ever think about getting the morning going with a protein shake? I did, and I went on a gym kick about five or six years ago when I was working out, and I tried it. Um, I. I feel like it's it's great, but I don't like running the uh, blender in the morning when the wife is still sleeping. You don't want to do the powder in a shaker? You don't put anything in it? Just just the protein powder protein and milk? Protein powder, milk, or protein mm. powder, water? You shake it up? No, I haven't done that. It's convenient to have that powder, right? That protein powder that you can mix in with a liquid and instantly have a protein shake? Sure. Imagine you could do that and make beer. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Is this the new thing? This is the new thing. A German brewery has invented powdered beer that allows you to uh, basically do the same thing like you do with like an iced tea mix or a protein powder. Powdered milk. You got it. Uh, Instant coffee. Yeah. So you just take a... a All terrible, by the way. Like the powdered milk and instant coffee is never good. A spoonful of sugar, you put it in some water, you mix it up, and then you got a beer... Here is the uh, the spokesperson from the brewery talking about the process. And then I use a little bit of the beer powder. I do a little bit more because probably you need a little bit more stronger beer. Uh, in, the, in the starting, we're using a mixer, but uh, later on when we develop the full project, we don't need a mixer anymore. So let's see. Now I'm just steering a little bit around. Now it's a fully taste, a full-flavored beer. Hmm. Just mix it in. <laughs> I mean, I just... I don't see it tasting well. I don't see it car- being carbonated unless there's some sort of m- mixture that makes the beer carbonate. It's going to taste flat and gross. Put a little Alka-Seltzer tablet in there. Get it all bubbling up. <laughs> That's all you need. Here's the th- Anytime anything like this happens, how are the kids going to abuse it? How are the teenagers going to abuse it? They'll probably take the powder and put it in a beer that already exists, so you got a double beer. Yeah. Or they'll be just snorting lines of beer powder. Or in their butts. Right? Always, that's always an option it for the team. It always teams. leads to butt chugging. <laughs> <laughs> Fart after the powder shoots. <laughs> Here is a, here's the one thing they haven't figured out, though. The beer that you make with the powder is non-alcoholic. What a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> They're not there yet. Okay. They say they are working night and day to figure out how to make the beer powder... Alcoholic, but they haven't been able to do it yet. Well, 
all the German scientists have been recalled from <laughs> all their other tasks. <laughs> we need the beer powder. We need the beer powder. We need it to be alcoholic. Otherwise, how are the astronauts going to get drunk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you're going to just drink powdered beer for the taste and not the effect... Uh, I think he should be on some sort of list. Yeah, yeah, I don't trust that person. Watch out for this guy. Yeah. He loves the taste of powdered beer. <laughs> you peacock. Taking a look at sports peacock, with Devin Peacock, our sports guy. World Baseball Championship, big success ratings-wise around the world. People were watching, and it may inspire other sports to try something similar, Dev. Hopefully. like So one of the interesting uh, takeaways for this for me is the the NHL and hockey. Can we not do something similar? We have in the past. There's been the Canada Cup. There's been the World Cup of Hockey. Of course, the NHL in the past has participated in the Olympics, but when was the last time we had an international hockey tournament? I can tell you, it was 2016. Well, why'd you ask us that? <laughs> <laughs> I hate rhetorical questions. So <laughs> Dev's keeping all the points for himself. Yeah. <laughs> They're all mine. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so so. Last uh, last year, the NHL announced that they would not be holding the World Cup of Hockey in 2024. Maybe we'll do it in 2025. I don't love the World Cup of Hockey, but if they're not going to be in the Olympics, which is where they should be, then have the World Cup of Hockey do something because at this point you're going nine, ten years, a whole decade without an international hockey tournament. And it seems like the players want that level of competition. Yeah, especially the ones who haven't got the chance yet. McDavid spoke out to some reporters on Wednesday. I thought it was really cool talking about the uh, baseball tournament. It's what we've been asking for in hockey for a long time, right? Best on best? Is that not what we want to see? I do. I want to see it. Oh, there goes Jim answering his own question. <laughs> that was no, no, no. That's, that's McDavid's question. <laughs> I read it, and I answered it on his behalf. So you're saying that uh, Connor McDavid likes rhetorical questions, but you don't <laughs> like rhetorical questions? But truly, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, honestly, I want to see it back in the Olympics. And no, number one, it's the biggest thing in the Winter Olympics, and I'm sure they want it back. But that that's where it's at. It, the stakes are high. A gold medal means something in the Olympics. That's where we want to see the hockey. How cool was it to watch Sidney Crosby play with Mario Lemieux? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I want to see Sidney Crosby play with Connor McDavid. Yeah. And we're, we're being robbed of that because Sidney Crosby's not going to be Sid the Kid forever. Like, Sid, Sid the Kid's getting kind of old at this point. So he's got like one more opportunity to do this. Sid the middle aged dude. Sid the mid. <laughs> Sid the mid. <laughs> Sid the mid. <laughs> Yeah, what do, you, what do you think they need to do to make it happen then, Dev? Go to the Olympics. Like, this does not have to be difficult, but if you're not going to be in the Olympics, make a World Cup. But if you're going to do the World Cup, the last time they did it in 2016, they also did it in a stupid way. Because the, when they did it in 2016, Connor McDavid participated, but he didn't wear Canada's jerseys. He oh, was, yeah. He was in the, the young, young guns. guns. Yeah. So he played with Austin Matthews. Kind of cool, but they're not from the same country. You know who played Billy the Kid in Young Guns? Emilio Estevez. Wait, Taz! We all got one. Yeah, I got a point. Thanks, Dev. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Our small town tournament of 64. Well underway. Daily, we are pitting small towns in the Taz and Jim listening area against each other. 
one will come out victorious and be named Greatest Small Town. Who's it going to be? Well, we've got some possibilities here. Tell us about a few of today's matchups, Jim. Well, Taz, first up, we've got Hagersville versus Jarvis. Hagersville, Ontario, home of the greatest drummer of all time, Neil Peart of Rush. Or is it Neil Peart of Rush? I'm going to have to ask somebody in Hagersville. It's the family name. Uh, also, great name for a, a hangover. Oh, man. I'm living in Hagersville right now. I'm never drinking tequila again. Also home to Ron's No Frills. It's been there for years, and yet people are still complaining about needing a quarter to unlock the grocery carts. Hey, don't blame Ron. Blame the teens chucking them into the quarry. Jarvis, Ontario is their competition this morning. It's known for having a very young demographic for a small town. The average age is only mid-30s. Really? Yeah, which explains why the Jarvis Lawn Bowling Club closed in 2013. Also, Jarvis Corn Fest ended in 2012, which makes me sad. But according to the census, there's a significantly uh, larger amount of men than women in Jarvis. So how about Jar Jarvis Sausage Fest? <laughs> Take that and run with it, Jarvis Lions Club. We also have Paris versus Melbourne, Melbourne, Ontario, another town in this tournament that has a way better version halfway across the world. They don't have as many kangaroos in Melbourne, Ontario as they do in Melbourne, Australia, but the locals do drop the same amount of C-bombs. Home of Melbourne <laughs> mud madness, it's filled with trucks, booze, mayhem, and of course mud, and the drunks at the beer tents really enjoy that because no one can tell if you crapped your pants. They're taking on Paris, Ontario. We just found out, actually, it costs the same to live in Paris, Ontario, as it does in Paris, France. But I'd still say it's underpriced in Paris, Ontario, especially with the beautiful dining options like the Grand Bayou Cajun Kitchen, mm. Juniper Dining Company, yes. and KFC, mm. or as they call it in Paris, Ontario, Poulet Free à la Kentucky, <laughs> PFK. Pay. Pay FK. Pay FK, my bad. Pay FK. Dunville versus Waterford, starting with Dunville, or as it's referred to anytime there's a mysterious murder in town, Dun Dun Dunville. <laughs> it's nestled next to the beautiful Grand River where they host Mudcat Festival, honoring Ontario's ugliest fish. They also have a goat show that weekend, so I guess they're trying to find the goat goat? I think that joke only works when it's written down. They're moving on. They're taking that on. joke will work when you're a dad. Yeah, there we go. Greatest of all time goat is what I was going for. We, hey, I'm a dad. Hey, I got it. Dads know. Dads know. <laughs> Every dad listening is killing themselves yep. laughing. And dads know directions, you know? Yep. Waterford's in a direction. <laughs> I think it's east of here. But uh, actually, it's home of Waterford Pumpkin Fest. And no, no, I will not be making any pumping kin jokes. We're better than that. Instead, we'll be making blumpkin jokes. Oh, no. No, no actually. <laughs> I actually went to Pumpkin Fest like 10 years ago with some college buddies. Al Lafferty and Jay Cloet. Shout out. I got way too drunk. None of their friends liked me, and I was not invited back. So this, if they win, would be my great return to Waterford, Ontario with the Taz and Jim broadcast. Is that what you want, Waterford? We'll see. Alvinston versus Forrest on the other side of the bracket. Alvinston has an annual 
town-wide garage sale. So nice. if you love, you know, Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, but you miss getting trapped in awkward conversations with lonely old seniors, <laughs> this town-wide garage sale, Alveston's for you. It's also home of the Maple Syrup Festival. For 10 bucks, you can get a bottle of that sweet brown gold. But for 20, you can suck it straight from the trunk. Just ask for Dave. Uh, they're taking on Forest, Ontario this morning. They just had Bring Your Tractor to School Day. I have a buddy who works there as a teacher in the high school. Uh, they also had Barn Raising Day for the Woodshop students earlier this year. Another school event was Plaid Day. And they really wanted to do more novelty days before the school year was over. But unfortunately, they ran out of stereotypes. <laughs> okay, you want to vote. Make sure your voice is heard. What is the greatest small town in the Taz and Jim listening area? We're doing it on Instagram, okay? Taz and Jim on Instagram. Head over to our account. Click on our stories. It'll cycle through today's matchups. Super easy to vote. Tell your friends, tell your family, and let's find the greatest small town in the Taz and Jim listening area with our tournament of 64. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Must be nice to be a Nepo baby. I wish. This huh? is the hot new word, eh? Nepo babies. Your parents are super successful. Basically, get your foot in the door. You can do whatever you want to do. Sure. Nepotism. Sophia Coppola, she's an accomplished director. She's a talented woman. But would she ever got, have gotten her big break if her father wasn't Francis Ford Coppola, the guy who directed the Godfather movies, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe she would have. Maybe, Maybe. she wouldn't who knows? have. Well, Sofia Coppola is now dealing with issues uh, stemming from her influencer daughter. Romy Croquet Mars is the 16-year-old daughter of Sofia Coppola. You're, you're kind of asking for trouble if you name your kid Romy Croquet Mars. And is it spelt like the <laughs> sport croquet? C-R-O-Q-U-E-T. <laughs> Tell me you're rich without telling me you're rich. Your middle name is Croquet. <laughs> Romy Croquet Mars. Wow. 16-year-old daughter of Sofia Coppola and her husband um, is has been grounded, and she was complaining about being grounded on her social media account. The reason she got grounded was because she tried to charter a helicopter from New York to Maryland by using her dad's credit card. So she could have dinner with her camp friend. <laughs> yeah. That is, yeah, that's a, I would say that's a groundable offense. <laughs> How much would that cost? $20,000? What's this guy's credit card limit? I tried to charter a helicopter on her dad's credit card and she's surprised she got wow. grounded. That's really the rich version of like sneaking out and stealing your dad's truck at midnight. I would have been disowned from my family if I tried that stunt at 16. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want a helicopter ride, Taz? Enjoy Siberia, because <laughs> that's where we're sending you. <laughs> oh, I wonder if, like, you know, she might have thought she'd get away with it. If, if the bills keep coming and he buys expensive things all the time, it might yeah. get, like, you know, go in with the wash, but... Uh... That's crazy. Do you remember ever getting grounded for something as a kid? And now in your adult life, you're you're like, uh, okay, I understand why my parents were so upset. 
honestly, I never get second guessed any reasons. I got grounded <laughs> all the time, and I deserved every last one of them, and yeah. I knew it. I just got caught every time. So yeah. I got the worst I ever got was I snuck out. We were having a sleepover, and I snuck out with a couple of my buddies to go meet some girls, and we stayed out, and uh, somehow my parents woke up to check on us, and we were gone, me and my buddies, and they were up all night, like, driving around looking for us and then i got word that my parents were looking for me and so i just decided if i kept riding my bike and didn't go home it would make the situation better they'd just be happy to find you (laughs) eventually they found me the next day at about noon oh boy and i was grounded for i think a month and at the time, I thought that was a little excessive. However, now, as an adult, I, if my kid did that, yeah, he's grounded for a month. <laughs> Are and you putting an me? Apple AirTag on his bike. <laughs> I, yeah, I should have said back in high school when that happened, I should have said, it's not like I chartered a helicopter to Maryland, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, we're talking about getting grounded when you were younger and as you get... A little bit older, you kind of have perspective and you realize why your parents might have been so mad (laughs) back in the day. Like, I'm sure Romy Croquet Mars, the 16-year-old daughter of writer-director Sofia Coppola, one day will realize why she got grounded for trying to charter a helicopter from New York to Maryland to visit one of her camp friends on her dad's credit card. (laughs) I kind of got busted doing not nothing that similar, but it kind of kind of in the same vein. My dad had a, a gas account at the co-op, so it was like an outdoor gas pump, and you could pull up. And I used to fill up his work trucks, and I knew the password to it. I didn't need a car, so I would sneakily, when I got my license, bring my own car and put like five, ten bucks in it on your dad's business account. Yeah, thinking I'd get away with it because it wasn't that much money—five bucks, ten bucks here. But then he would look at the bill and say, "Who the heck is putting five dollars in the work vehicles?" <laughs> and he's like, "Must be Jim. I had to pay him back. I did not get away with it." Busted. Yeah. There's another similar story. See, listen, this is not the same uh, level as chartering a helicopter, but if you try to use your parents money without asking them first you're gonna get in trouble yeah here's one i tried to charge a chocolate bar on my parents store credit (laughs) (laughs) i wonder what store like sears who used to do that (laughs) home hardware you could you know one chocolate bar please (laughs) on the kelly account account. (laughs) throw it on my tab (laughs) fake mustache on yeah uh any other ones there um, I used to, this one's a little aggressive. I used to steal cars before I had my driver's license. And one time I was babysitting my cousins and my uncle had a Camaro with a T-roof. <laughs> so I lowered the cousins in. We went for a cruise and they noticed the car was gone and I got in big trouble. Oh yeah. You can't take the car without asking. We've got a, a call here. Bonnie, why'd you get grounded back in the day? Well, all of us, we would go out and we'd take turns driving, and I came home stoned, and I was expecting everybody to be asleep. And I walked in, and my parents were having a party with their friends playing cards. So I very, I thought, modestly walked to the bathroom, and my mom goes, you're grounded for a month. How could she <laughs> tell like, you were stoned? Well, apparently my parents might have smoked pot in their time. Oh, <laughs> they knew the warning signs. <laughs> They so weren't as naive bed. as you assumed, Bonnie. No. No. Takes one to know I one. To <laughs> I go to bed and I get up in the morning. And I'm like, um, 
Am I grounded? You're grounded for our butts. How dare you come home stolen in front of our friends? Their friends thought it was hilarious. Yeah. You're grounded for a month, and we're confiscating your weed. We'll destroy it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. And anyway, that's a few years ago. <laughs> Thank you, Bon Bon. The, uh... The thing is, I could see that happening. Like, if if I was at a friend's house and their kids came home stoned, wouldn't you love to mess with the kids? Oh, totally. You can't tell them that you know. Yeah. Just start making them very anxious or like repeating things. Meow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like meow super troopers from Super Troopers on them. <laughs> oh, the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. And a warning was uh, put out on social media by the OPP. Video was posted of a, it looks like a woman who is, she's hanging halfway out of the sunroof of a vehicle that's driving over the uh, Hamilton Harbor Harbor on the Burlington Skyway, which is a nice bridge, you know, a nice... Get a good view? Yeah, nice, uh, nice peek at the area there from the top of the bridge. Sure. But uh, OPP are saying that you should not do this. Sometimes pets will stick their head out of the window to smell the fresh air. I would suggest that what we see in this video is not a good idea. Don't be this passenger. I've always wanted to do that, to be honest. You never have? I don't think I have. Tom Hanks and Big when he's in the limousine, you know? Like in all 80s movies, it seemed like people were sticking. Maybe it was just because sunroofs became popular back then so yeah, people so didn't really there's also a lot of comedy where the guy would stick his head out yeah. and get hit by a trash can or something or a cat they didn't know what to do with sunroofs so they thought maybe standing up was a good idea back then but that was like a a sign of success to me if you had a sunroof yeah you have a <laughs> bottle of champagne you, you got a suit you could have someone driving for you yeah. and you would just cruise around town look at me <laughs> i've made it you losers on that bridge though you might get a seagull to the face <laughs> you know, you got to be true. careful. At least some bugs in your teeth, for right? For sure, for sure. I would not recommend it, but um, I've seen many people do that. I just never caught it on camera. Bachelorette party going oh, down 100%. the strip in Vegas. Totally. You know? Hey, look at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What kind of car that is? Is it a Toyota Corolla? I don't know. Because, yeah, the sunroof is not necessarily a nice car thing. <laughs> Look at me. I got a 1998 Toyota Corolla. Losers. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Popping bottles of baby duck on my way across the Hamilton Harbor. Top down, kind of. <laughs> so OPP saying that is not the type of thing they want to see people doing on the roads. You could hurt yourself.